You're listening to Aubrey CD Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Hello and welcome back again to Aubrey CD Speaks. As you can see, there's been some time that has passed between this episode and my last episode. A lot of it has to do with moving things around, getting new equipment, losing some equipment, getting things to work, but also just resting. Resting and seeking the Lord on what He wants me to share, what He wants me to say, where He wants me to go with this. And honestly, I I should have seen it <laughs> from uh, the past couple of months, but um, He revealed it to me. And it was so simple. It was so easy. And He said, well, talk about revival. And I know that I have episodes on here where I have talked about revival. After all, most of my episodes are on revival. But you see, when you have been in revival, and you can ask anyone that has been in a real raw revival, when you've been in revival, nothing is quite the same. And life takes a hold It all takes a hold. There's a fire that's burning inside of you. And suddenly you have a new new desire to see souls come to the kingdom and people to have a revelation of of God's freedom um, and the Father's love and his joy. And the boldness that Holy Spirit gives you, as well as comfort and revelation of the word. To see people's lives change, to see people healed, to see miracles happen. And and honestly, it becomes, when revival happens, it's life. You want more and more brothers and sisters in Christ to be revived by the Holy Spirit. And so this is my drive, revival. It's what I was meant for, what I was born for, who I am, what I'm called to be, what I'm to step out in, what I'm to take to nations what I'm to pass down as an inheritance to my children, it's revival. And if Jesus doesn't come back in five years or ten years and my children grow old, may they pass revival down to their children as well. My life has changed. My family's life has changed. My husband's life has changed. Our marriage, which was a good one is greater, stronger, impenetrable. And it's all because of revival. And so I'm going to share with you today 
on where revival begins. We all know that there is a beginning to things, and honestly, there doesn't have to be an ending when it comes to revival. It keeps going. It keeps going in your life, and the people that you've touched, the people that they've blessed, and it passes on and passes on and passes on. But there's a beginning. And revival begins in different ways, and I want to share it with you. Um, Honestly, just my revelation of uh, where it begins and scripture that, that goes along with it. One of the places I believe revival begins is a revival is produced from hunger and thirst, a spiritual hunger, a spiritual thirst for more of God. And in Psalm 119.31, and I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation because I love the way it, I just love the way it, it, it speaks, it says, especially with Psalms. Psalms 119.31 says, I open my mouth and inhale the word of God because I crave the revelation of your commands. Psalms 143.6, now I'm reaching out to you, thirsting for you like the dry, cracked ground thirst for rain. Psalms 107.9, how he satisfies the souls of thirsty ones and fills the hungry with all that is good. Psalms 42.2, my soul thirsts pants and longs for the living God. I want to come and see the face of God. Quite honestly, these verses were verses that before revival happened in my life, I wanted to understand, truly understand what what David meant by these What did he mean by this hunger and thirst that was so great that it was like a deer panting for the water? You know, that's like a, a ground that's cracked and it's thirsty for the rain. This hunger that that moves you and drives you to 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 understand God's commandments and obey them. What is this? What is this need? This great need. And it, it, honestly, these verses in many ways haunted me deep inside because I had this feeling that maybe, maybe I, I wasn't quite, that, quite there. And honestly, in 2015, I, I wasn't. I, I was dry and cracking and, and there was so much going on that was a constant fight. And I was exhausted and I needed more of him. He was showing me things, revealing things to me. I was having dreams and visions, but I knew there had to be more. There was a drive, a great drive. And I I felt so thirsty within and so hungry within. And, And revival comes from that place. Because when you're in a place of great thirst and hunger, 
in your spirit, like deep down inside of you, you just have to have more. There, there's got to be more. You're in this place of, I don't know where else to go. I don't know where else to turn. I, I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. In the spirit, it doesn't mean that that you know so much or um, you're spiritually, you know, you're in a um, the top of the mountain. It, it doesn't mean that at all. It, you're in. You're just aching. There's an ache. There's an ache for more of God. And I believe every believer comes to that part, that place in their life where there's an ache for more of God. And that's where revival can be produced because you begin to ask God if there's more. And these verses, like the ones I just read to you, those become very real to you. Those become a heart cry. Now, hunger for more of God, uh, more of his presence, more of himself, more time with him, more understanding of him and his word. It, it's a strong desire for something that, that one may feel is missing in their walk with him. Um, and you're, you're constantly asking for more. Or you're taking these verses and you're saying, God, God, why are these, these are so real to me right now. I'm, I'm at this place where David was and I need more. I am dry and cracked like the ground that needs more rain. It produces a, it produces, I think, when you're at that place, um, you become it comes to a place of prayer from hunger and thirst from the deep ache is suddenly a place of prayer and and that's i think what i i would describe as the heart's cry you're crying out for more of him you want more of him you're desiring more of him and you're crying out to him for more and maybe even sometimes words just don't suffice there's not a sufficient amount of words or a word that describes what you need. And so you're going to him and saying, God, and sometimes that's all that comes out is God, God. And you're yearning for, for him and you may not even quite understand what you're yearning for, but you just need him. That's where prayer comes in. A lot of people, I think, have a misunderstanding of, of um, praying for revival. Um, as, you know, and 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 I don't say this to to bash them or um, to demean them. Sometimes it's just a an um, an ignorance of what revival is. A, a place of not understanding and 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 I can't blame them especially since they've never had revival if a person has never had a revival or never been in a revival um then you don't truly understand I, I didn't I I didn't understand the full extent of what a revival means for a person in in a person's life I, I didn't get it myself 
I didn't come to a full understanding myself until I was in it. And I was suddenly faced with some pretty big decisions of what I was going to do with this revelation, with this knowledge. So um, there is a misunderstanding of praying for revival and and this um, thought of <laughs> it looks so clean and neat and, you know, take some pictures of these people with their eyes closed and 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 their their those eyes are closed so tight and oh if they could just squeeze really hard revival will come and it's 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 not it's not really that you know it's it's not oh god give us revival may we have revival show us revival it's not the words. It's your spirit. It's your soul. And it's aching for him. You know, the best way to describe is uh, in Song of Solomon where, where the beloved is, is yearning and crying out for, for the one that he loves. And she's yearning and looking and searching for the one that she loves. You know, um, it's 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 very much like that. She, like the the beloved one, she went out at night, where it was just the watchmen, searching for her love, and and it was not exactly safe for her to be out there, at that time. But she longed for him. She needed him, no matter the cost, and revival is produced from that. When my pastor likes to say it this way, going to zero. When one goes to zero because of the hunger, the ache, the thirst for more of God, and your prayers are coming out as just yearnings and aches, and you're praying in tongues even because there's just not the words in English or whatever language you're speaking that compares correctly to what you need. You're in a place of, I will do whatever it takes, come what may, whatever the cost, to have more of God because I'm so hungry and thirsty for more. That's going to zero. That's putting, your pla- putting yourself in a place of humility. Almost as if you can go no further. There's no further. You've let go of everything. All these things, all these religious things, all these materialistic things that seem so important in the Christian life does not matter because none of it gives you more. And so you push it all away. And you say, I've got to go to the lowest of the low. And I've got to have more. And throw this all away. It's not important anymore. I just need God. That ache and that thirst and and that place of prayer produces revival. Now, it also makes a difference when it comes to 
that person individually. This revival comes when an individual cries out to God. And it, it has to be an individual thing. Yes, there's the corporate body together and revival comes, but it's because of the individual person. And when individual people seeking after God, needing more of him, hungry and thirsty, they've gone to zero, cry out to him, yield to him, um, it produces in other places because there's other places and other people that are crying out to him and suddenly there's a congregation of those being filled by the Spirit. But it starts with an individual, okay? With you, yourself, me, myself, them, themselves, you know? Um, let's see. Let's see, revival, revival since Acts 2 have had many of the same characteristics, but they don't have to happen the same way for revival to happen. Confession and repentance can happen, but it doesn't have to happen as a congregation. It's according to the individual. See, confession of sins is not revival. It's a response because of revival. And uh, that's very important to, to remember. Um, salvation can happen. Uh, crying out for repentance, being people getting born again can happen while in revival, but it's a response to the Spirit of God being there. If you've never been in revival, you've never experienced the power of God, His all-consuming presence being in a place where revival is happening. There, I have literally seen people either cry out to the Lord and get born again and even delivered or run, literally run out the door as a decision, okay? So revival doesn't happen because people repent. Repentance happens from, res- from the response of it. It's a response. Um, so it's, it's um, yeah, um, it's a response. It's not... You, you you can't say, oh, all these people are getting born again. It's not, re- it's revival. No, if you're believe, if y'all are believers in Christ, you're, it's a revival. Okay. People getting born again, it's just church. It's just what happens. It's a normal Christian life. People should be getting born again. People should be repenting of their sins. That in itself is not revival. But it can happen because people that have been revived, believers in Christ that have been revived by God, have gone out and preached the gospel and people are getting born again. You see what I mean? Now, whether as a congregation or some old ladies are asking for revival, hint, hint, Hebrides, away from, you know, and they're, they're asking for it away from everyone and, and God responds to that cry, okay? Um... It's, it's going to produce, but on God's time. Now, revival moves and continues in full surrender, also known as um, yielding. Um, when you yield to revival, 
um, it flows, it continues, it, God continues to move in that place. When there's a stop to yielding to Holy Spirit, there's a stop to Holy Spirit. You see what I mean? We have to move to Holy, we have to yield and move according to the flow of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit moves on hearts that are yielded to whatever is His will, whatever He wants. The wind of revival can begin upon those who desire Him and ask for Him, but if they do not yield to the manifestation of Holy Spirit, then revival will not continue in their life. A humbled, uh, surrendered heart says yes to the manifestation of Holy Spirit, no matter what it looks like. A prideful, uh, unyielded heart says no, and it harden and hardens their heart to what is being done. So, you you have to stay yielded if you if you want Holy Spirit to do work in your life. If you want to see revival in your life, you have to be yielded whatever Holy Spirit wants in your life. A yielded heart of individuals and a congregation do not plan the time of revival; they make time for revival. Very important. Very, very important. Revival doesn't come on your daily planner and your schedule because it works during that period of time and it's after Easter and it's before the 4th of July holidays or it's before uh, Purim or, you know, whatever, Passover, whatever. Doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't come because it's summertime and the VBS is happening and kids are out of school, and adults don't have anything to do. Except go to the nightclubs and and party or whatever. Revival doesn't happen on your time. Revival happens on God's time. Now, you can schedule a time to be completely open to whatever Holy Spirit wants. There is a difference. Um, you can make time for revival. You can make time for Holy Spirit is what I mean. You can say, okay, we are going to meet at the church at this time, and we're just going to ask Holy Spirit to come and let him do whatever he wants to do. Let him reveal whatever he wants to reveal. And we're going to worship God, and we're going to love him, and we're just going to keep ourselves open to Holy Spirit. That is making time for revival. That is making time for Holy Spirit instead of you trying to tell Holy Spirit what time he needs to come. Okay, now, revival, that comes into the next point. Revival is not produced on your time. We cannot organize revival, but we can set ourselves to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow upon his people once again. Evan Roberts. I'll say that again, okay? This is a quote from Evan Roberts. And if you don't know who Evan Roberts is, you haven't been studying revival, okay? This Evan Roberts, Welch Revival, okay? Huge, 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 monumental to revival history in America. He says, we cannot organize revival, but we can set ourselves to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow upon his people once again. That is what, that is exactly what I mean by making time for revival or making time for Holy Spirit. We can't schedule the time for Holy Spirit, but we can open ourselves to Holy Spirit and make room for Him to come and visit us.
okay? Again, a pen, I've said this before, but a pencil in conference, marked days of meetings will not revival make. <laughs> revival doesn't come after song three. Seriously, revival does not come after song three or before song five. He comes when you give him full reign. He doesn't share room with anyone else. Note, worship as in singing songs to a group of people doesn't even have to happen for Holy Spirit to move. Shocking news right here. I don't know if you know this, but I will, I guarantee it. I'm telling you people, I'm giving you a a voice of experience from revival. Worship, as in songs, planned songs, they don't even have to happen in order for revival to come, in order for Holy Spirit to move. You don't even you don't even need a worship session if you don't want if you don't want it, if you don't feel led by it, if uh, certain people don't show, oh, that's okay. Just tell people begin seeking the Lord. And 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 those that are not offended by there not being a scheduled time frame and and ritualistic, you know, worship first, then prayer, then offering, then they will be open to Holy Spirit and they will be open to whatever God wants to do and God will move, okay? You can pencil days and nights for people to meet with yielded hearts, like uh, meeting with God or meeting with Holy Spirit, asking Holy Spirit to come and do what he wants. Calling it a revival doesn't make it a revival. Now, I would advise making the night open for it to end whenever Holy Spirit wants it to end, okay? Be it 10 minutes or four hours, let him have the full reign of all of it. I, I, I can tell you myself, I've, we have let Holy Spirit move and just yielded ourselves to him and we were there for hours at church and it felt like moments. It didn't really feel like time passed. The only reason sometimes I knew time had passed is because I have uh, some little one that needs, you know, to to uh, to eat or needs uh, a moment to, you know, move around or, you know, those are the only reasons why I would know time has passed. But there were times that it felt like 10 minutes and it was four hours. And, and it was just, just life and fun and being in his presence. And then there were moments where it was like, okay, well, 20 minutes, uh, we're done. 30 minutes, we're done. You know, and, and we would leave for the day because Holy Spirit did what he needed to do. He revealed to us what he needed to reveal to us. There is no time frame when it comes to Holy Spirit. Let's see. Although not all individuals have powerful moments with Holy Spirit before he moves in the church, there takes just an individual decision to yield to what Holy Spirit wants for him to move on you. Okay, this applies to those who are at the church when revival begins. For others who come while it is happening, it begins when they agree to go and see what is happening. Whether uh, a cynic while entering as believers in Christ coming into his presence or needing healing, inner healing, uh, just more of him, there is already a desire for what he's doing. So, you know, don't, don't, um, 
don't think that you have to be a certain way in order for a revival to come. You come and just fall at his feet and ask for him. Okay, whether you, you need healing, it, it's, it's not even necessarily because of that. It's wanting him and God does the rest. Okay, just remember that you yield to him. He'll do the rest. You need some inner healing. You de- you're depressed. You, you, um, you're, you're having suicidal thoughts. Uh, you're heartbroken. Um, you're, you're just spirit. You're, you're dry. You're spiritually dry. Maybe you've been ministering and ministering and ministering and you forgot to, to minister to your own spirit, man, and be ministered by others. And so you're just dry and you're exhausted and, and you just need more of him or you do need healing, you know, physical healing, whatever it is, like just come to him yielded. And, and that's all it takes. It, all it takes is for you to yield to him and you'll see him move. Um, Honestly, I can, I can honestly say this and, 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 and this will go into my, my, my next, my next episode. So I, I am going to end at this one, but, um, my next point is revival always stems from another revival. And when I say this, one of the things I'm talking about is, Never be afraid, offended to go and visit others that are in revival. When you hear that God is moving in a powerful way somewhere else, or that somebody that has um, been in leadership with revi- when revival has happened um, has is speaking somewhere and they've been in revival. Go and see them. Go and see them. Be open to what they have. Bless them. Be open for the to with the anointing. Just be ready, because there's an anointing there. They are carrying revival. They are carriers. If they've been in revival and they're still preaching and ministering to others, they're carrying revival. Go and see them. Recently. Uh, Rodney, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown was uh, in Texas, and even though um, where he was going to be at was a, like an hour away from us, my husband and I, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the easiest of circumstances at that time. Our, our vehicle wasn't 100%. We could have been broken down over there, but we really didn't care. A man who God has anointed and revivals revivals have stemmed from his obedience to God was going to be in Texas an hour away. We hurried, we rushed, my husband came home, we we rushed and got the kids dressed um, and went out the door and uh, decided we had enough time to grabbed them something to eat, and and we went. And while we were there, there was a huge thunderstorm, uh, huge pieces of hail. It just poured, 
poured. Um, but, you know, honestly, we didn't care because we were going to be where a man of God was that had touched revival. And we knew that the anointing of God was going to be there. The presence of God was going to be there. And we were going to touch and bless whatever he was going to bring his way. We have been in revival. There's an understanding of the way revival works. Other revivals happen because somebody has touched a previous revival. One way or another, revival stems, even if it's from places that you've never even heard of, somebody got touched from a revival that 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 that happened to end up being a worldwide revival. It doesn't always have to be a world revival, worldwide revival for it to be revival. It doesn't even have to be a revival that completely transforms your community and your city. It's just heaven coming down and resting on a place and completely changing and transforming lives. And your city will be affected by it one way or another. It will be affected. God's presence can't be in a building, in a city, without there being a response to it. It just can't happen. Quite honestly, the city that we're in, where revival is moving, God is, God's presence is there. There is, there is a response, even if people don't realize that there's a change there, there's a presence there that they may not even realize is there, but is there. And, and it shows in different ways. But there are certain things that people use to say, if it's like this, if it's not like this, if it's not like this, if it's not like this, can't be revival. Bull. Bull. There are countless stories in history, the history of Christianity, where people have been moved by the power of God, churches and communities or whatever have been moved by the power of God, and they've taught this person who got moved by God, who got who touched this person who was moved by God, and revival continued to carry. Martin Luther was inspired by a man who had an understanding of Holy Spirit and God as Father. And because of that, Martin Luther grabbed a hold of it, got completely transformed, got an understanding of the Holy Spirit, of Scripture, and, 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 and said yes to whatever God wanted in his life. And look what it did. Look how it transformed, opened eyes to the world, to Europe. And that passed down and passed down and passed down. It births. It births other things. There's never a time where revival doesn't happen And nobody's touched it. Somebody somewhere got touched by somebody somewhere that got touched by revival. And I am going to encourage anyone and everyone. If you have never been in revival and you are desperate for more of God, I know a place. I know a few places where there's revival going on right now, where God is moving in these places in a deep, powerful way. And yeah, you may not hear about it. That doesn't mean it's not happening. 
But if you are in the South, I can tell you a place right in Texas that God is moving, revival is happening. It's at Deliverance Bible Church, 310 West Pipeline Road, Hearst, Texas, 76053. The DFW Airport, Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport is down the street. It's like 10 minutes, 5 minutes away from the church. It's it's completely easy. There's there's a uh, a train station that's uh not too far from the church where uh you can get there. That you can go to um you can go to uh the the church's Twitter page, Deliverance Bible Church, DBC Hearst, um, on Twitter, and um, uh, follow them there. Uh, there's Revival and Souls on Instagram. That's uh, a ministry through Deliverance Bible Church. You can follow them there. You can get more information. You can message people. Um, you can follow me on Aubrey CD Speaks. If you want more information on how to get to Deliverance Bible Church, where revival is happening, Message me, direct message me on my Instagram. I will help you. We will get you a ride from DFW to the church if you need it. We can give you a list of hotels that are nearby. Like we will do whatever it takes for you to be in revival. Because really and honestly, if you if you want it, we will make it available to you. And I'm going to leave this whole episode, long episode, <laughs> With this one scripture, it's Revelation twenty two seventeen, and quite often it gets misused and misread, but it's appropriate here. And I'm saying this to you, okay? Come, says the Holy Spirit and the bride in a divine duet. Let everyone who hears this duet join them in saying, come. Let everyone gripped with spiritual thirst say, come. And let everyone who craves the gift of living water come and drink it freely. It is my gift to you. Come. God is moving. Revival's happening. Come and be filled. Come and be filled. Come and drink. Come and eat with him. He has prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He has a feast for you to sit and laugh, be free and be full. And until the next episode, my beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, be blessed.